The following program was recorded on an empty stomach. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. And now it's time for the show. That's not a trick, no treat. It's Saturday Night Napsack. Hey, Saturday Nighters, we've got a spooky episode planned for you all. Spooky because it's scary how much sugar I actually consume on this holiday. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about our special sponsor for tonight's episode that just joined this week. There is no doubt that we are in tough times, and while we're all doing our part to help stop the spread of COVID-19, or refusing to help because ain't no one going to tell me how to live my life, even if that choice might kill somebody, this year is weighing heavily on all of us. You probably just want to get back to normal and bring your friends with you. Well, now you can. Thanks to the fine folks at Isles of Privacy, you can. You can get back to normal. Do you just want to grab all of your friends, test them for COVID-19, and make them quarantine for two weeks, and then go to a private island just to feel normal again? Well, Isles of Privacy is here with a special offer just for you. They've got a wide range of isolated islands to suit your needs. Whether you have 15, 25, or 50 or more people in your group doesn't matter. Isles of Privacy will make your group feel like they did before they had to stay stuck inside their mansions and off their yachts, and all for the low, low price of $10,000 per head. That's all it takes to get the chance to breathe a sigh of relief and just feel, ah, normal again. And don't worry, you won't be without any of the comforts you're not only used to, but expect from your normal day-to-day existence. Isles of Privacy offers a full support staff full 24-hour kitchen, and live-in maids whose names you'll never have to remember, they guarantee it. Heading to the beach, they'll drive you there. Heading to the top of a mountain to post influencer photos like you hiked up there, they'll fly you up there in a helicopter. Need a pig slaughtered and put over an open pit of flame and greed? They're killing one right now. At Isles of Privacy, they know that many people have had to make sacrifices like cancel weddings, hold Zoom funerals, and shut down the businesses they've worked themselves to the bone to build up, and they want you to know that none of those ragamuffins will be allowed on these islands just so they can muck it up for you. These island paradises are just for you and your entourage of family and friends just hanging onto any amount of luxury they can grab onto as it drips off of you like an infectious sludge that has no cure and fills no voids. Act now and use the promo code FIRSTCLASSKEN, that's class with a K, and get $2,000 off your first island. Isles of Privacy, for when you just need to feel normal again. And now, on with the show. All right, this is the show. It's a kind of a Halloween edition. I don't really do that too much. I get scared. I, 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 you know, I wasn't allowed to trick or treat as a kid, and I actually don't regret that. The concept of, of going to a stranger's house for candy, that's that's maybe scary enough. But what's worse than that is getting to know my neighbors. Who the hell wants to do that? Leave me alone, weirdos. Uh, anyways, I want to let you all know uh, I had a lot of fun this past week being on the Dan Merle Show, All My Movies, which is part of the um, SEN Entertainment Network. Oh, that's awkward. Uh, but uh, hey, I was uh, I was on it. Dan is great, and I love talking with Dan. And we we uh, we don't talk Star Wars often. I think we debated Star Wars once on a show where that was the the draw of the show. Watch two people be forced to fight over something for uh, a paycheck. Uh, but uh, it was great to sit down and talk Star Wars with Dan. Check it out. It is on all my movies on the S. 
E-N Network Podcast and YouTube as well. Check it out. Support good people like Dan Merle. All right. So what was that? We have a door in the studio. Should we uh, should we get that, Petey? I did I, I really didn't know we had a door in the studio with a with a working doorbell. Ah oh, man, Petey, why, why don't you get that before it rings again? I can't hear that sound a second time. Is it, I'm I'm gonna kill a taxi driver. Can you can you go get that, Petey? Uh, I I'm I'm literally locked in this booth. Yeah, you, you're the door is two feet from you. Well, you don't have to be a jerk about it. All right, let me let me get the door. Let me get the. Do not ring that damn bell again. Whoever is on the other side of the door, okay? Do not ring that. God. Hello, hi, who are you? Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Ah, no, hi kids, hi. I'm sure your parents know who I am, but um, I know it's Halloween, uh, but I'm not I'm not going to give you any candy, all right? Uh, you'll, you'll thank me in 25 years. But it's Halloween, we, we want candy. We dressed up, uh, we, want to, we want candy. No, uh, no, Charlie Bucket, you're not getting any of my candy, okay? This isn't... Isn't that? Do you have jobs? Get your own candy, all right? Do you have jobs? No, we don't have jobs. No jobs. What about allowance? Do you have that or a Twitch page? How do you How do you generate money? Whatever way, save up the money, buy your own candy. All right, it's a life lesson from your uncle Kenny. All right, trust me. But it's Halloween. We get candy. Yep, you said that already. All right, little another some more advice from Uncle Kenny. If you're going to debate, have some backup points to your original point. You can't just keep repeating. The same thing, like you hate the Star Wars prequels, all right? Give me more. Give me more than Jar Jar jokes. Jar Jar's fun. He is. You and I might be friends. The other ones, not sure about it. Do you have any of the candy? Yeah, where, Yeah, where's the candy? Oh, no. Who are you? You're. I can't see under that. You got like a Casper the Friendly Ghost sheet on. I hope that's not a, also your view on race relations, all right? Who are, are you like the kid who's 13? With the mustache of a 17-year-old and you're stuck with your friends who uh, you kind of went ahead of them leaps and bounds. That's awkward. That's awkward. Are you okay under there? I don't, I don't know. No, I want, I want candy. All right. Way to hold the party line, Teamster. Look, here's the deal, kids. I don't have any candy to give you. And even, even if I did, I'm going to eat it because I earned the right to. What have you done to earn the right for my candy? We, we, we make costumes. Yeah, we dress. We made the costumes in there. We dressed up. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a ghost. Oh, you are a ghost, mustache, huh? You know, I'm quite frankly, I'm not convinced. I think you stole the sheets off your bed so you, your mom wouldn't catch what you did in them. All right, to be honest, I don't think that's a costume. I'm on to you. Um, all right, so but here's the thing. Yes, you've all dressed up in costumes. That's great. I see you're a baby Yoda. What are What are you supposed to be? I'm Cardi B. Oh, great WAP. Don't do that. Oh, are you are you better not run for office in the future, kid. That is, you've, someone in your house has made a poor choice. That's not allowed anymore. Yay! Wow, okay. 
All right, but here's the thing. You've all, yes, you've all got costumes on. I see that. You've done a lot of work, uh, except for ejaculate sheet over there. Uh, look, here's the thing. I, you, but it's not equal. You got a sheet. You're, you're not, Cardi B is, that's not appropriate. And there are other, you got a Baby Yoda, and what are, what are you, uh, is that a Captain Jack Sparrow? That's already an old reference. It is? Jack's, that's an old reference? Oh, no. All right, well, whatever. Uh, here's the thing. You, you have all not put equal effort into your costumes. So, therefore, if I'm going to give you candy, it's going to be on kind of a sliding scale. Like, Sheep Boy is going to get, you're going to get one of those weird kind of sesame, honey glazed sesame bars that birds don't even want. And you, uh, Baby Yoda, you're going to get three Snickers and a Skittle pack. What do you think about that? Well, that doesn't seem fair. We all should get the same amount of candy. Uh, that might work this election cycle, but that doesn't work for me overall, all right? So tell you what, here's what you're going to do. You're going to all leave me alone because I got a show to record because I'm sort of famous to 10 people, all right? And they're expecting this. So you let me get to work. Uh, if you come back, uh, you you are absolutely all going to be arrested, all right? Burbank police owes me one for a hostage situation that they let me off the hook on. So that's the deal. Got it? Do we got it, kids? Yeah. Okay. I'm Cardi B. Okay. Awesome. Great. That is a legally binding agreement from all of you. So scram, kids. Shoo. Shoo. Or whatever grumpy things I'm supposed to say. I got a show to record. All right. Bye-bye. All right, uh, Petey, can you do me a favor on my calendar in there? Could you write down, get a vasectomy? All right, thank you. Let's get back to recording. This world is full of things you cannot comprehend. There are things going down that cannot be explained. Explained. We want to know. Using state-of-the-art technology, we'll put our reputations on the line and find the truth. There is a spiritual realm, and we are knocking at its door. We are the Ghost Seekers. Hello, bros and bras. Thank you for tuning into this very special edition of Ghost Seekers on Saturday Night Napsuck, a Halloween edition. We are actually broadcasting on Halloween. That is amazing. So it was so tight. It is hella cool. It is all those things that made me seem cool 20 years ago when I said them. But all right, we are at, this is a pretty cool location. We are at Griffith Park in Los Angeles, California. That's right. Here are some facts about this ancient land. It was established somewhere, uh, I think, in like the 1930s by a guy named Griffith. He built on it uh, a telescope so you can see to the stars. He also put on a zoo and a train town. That's right. A bunch of trains from the olden days are here, which, of course, makes them probably the most haunted trains in Los Angeles. There's tiny ones that you can ride around. There was that Steve Martin movie, I think it was called 
called Jerk Guy, uh, and that was like shot over there. And, and those little trains, it's really cool. So there's some ancient spirits roaming around. And we thought, with all of our equipment, with all of our expertise, we'd come here on Halloween to Griffith Park and find out some of the spirits that haunt here. It is considered one of the most haunted spaces in L.A., other than the minds of a model that moved out from Ohio seeking stardom. That's right. So we are going to be right here. We've got our gear. We've got the whole crew here. All right. Are you ready? We're going to go. Let's go in to a Griffith Park and go seek. All right, we got all of our gear. Uh, as you can hear, we are, we are here, Griffith Park. Griffith Park, when it was, like, built in 1933, I think that was the year. Like, the haunting started, like, immediately because there was a lot of old spirit activity here that they built over, right? Like, they totally built that zoo uh, over, like, probably, I've got to assume, some sort of burial ground. There's also an original zoo. The Griffith Park uh, uh, zoo uh, was uh, built into a hill, there's some, and it was abandoned. I didn't read. I didn't read all the notes, but uh, that's considered to be one of the most haunted places here as well. So that's pretty cool too. We're gonna find out that. Oh my gosh, this is going to be the uh, nope. best. Nope. Nope. Hello. Hello. What are you all doing? What's going on here? What's going on here? Who are you? My name is Zeke, and we are here to seek ghosts. That is what we do. We seek the ghostly kind. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like a bunch of folly. We, we don't allow that here at Griffith Park. Golf? During golfing hours. That's about it, all right? You got to pack up and go. Now. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Are you like, um, are you like a park ranger? Is that, you're like, a, I see you have like a uniform. You're a park ranger? Right now, for all, all you know, I could be Batman. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, all right? I'm telling you, pack up your crap. And go. But yeah, I am the park ranger. Okay, but, uh, but wait, we've got a, we've got a permit. Uh, we got a permit. A pox on your permit, okay? I'm telling you, you got to go. The party's over. Put that, put, I don't know what that is. that is. Is that a weapon? That is a spectral mist locator, all right? It finds, the pull of that trigger, it finds. Oh, see, well, yep, trigger. Use the word trigger. That's a trigger for me, the word trigger. You got to go. No ghosts here, all right? I know there's a lot of stories, a lot of uh, websites uh, list this place as a haunted place. It's mishmash is what that is. No ghosts here. Okay. All right, look, here's the thing. Okay, this is a Halloween special. Our segment, Ghost Seekers, has very low ratings on Saturday Night Napsock. It's not one of the more loved segments. And if we don't find like a ghost, if we don't seek a ghost out, which is the name of our segment, we might get cut from Saturday Night Napsock. Oh, okay. Well, when I get fired, uh, I'll just go home and tell my wife and kids, uh, I got fired, but uh, some weird ghost show got a bump in ratings, and now they get to go buy a second Lamborghini. All right, you celebrities, throwing your weight around? Not on my watch. I drive a Hummer. Okay, I drive a Hummer. Get it right, but I'm just I'm just trying to appeal to your like good side. Like, just help. Let me turn your back the other way. We know there's some ghosts up there. They've got the old zoo up there. There's got to be like a like a giraffe spirit up there, a hippopotamus spirit or something. 
That's all we're looking. We're not, we don't even like need human ghosts. We just really need this for the ratings, man. Like we're not doing good. Not a lot of people like this sh- segment on the show. And you think a, you think a ghost is going to help that? There's no ghosts up here, all right? Trust me, I've worked up here for 17 years. Closest I ever saw to a ghost was Randy Travis came by with his family to do a tour of the zoo, all right? His career died. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a good country and western uh, joke, sir. But um, how, do, what is there money? Because there, could there be money involved? We just want to, we just want to, we just want to seek ghosts, man. Please just let us seek ghosts. You have been here too long, which I, I'm pro- I'm going to guess is probably wrong with what's wrong with your segment, and that's why your ratings are down. All right, so you're going to pack up your stuff, your missed ghost finder or whatever. And uh, you're not, I don't care if it's Halloween, you're not searching for ghosts. I don't care if it's Christmas, you're not, you're not searching for ghosts. But wh- why would we see ghosts on Christmas? This is how, it's all Hallow's Eve. That's when we see ghosts. All right. Christmas, why would we do it on Christmas? Have you not seen the comedy picture Scrooged? Do you know, are you not familiar with Christmas ghosts? Rubes, you're rubes and you call yourself ghost seekers. That's, that's horrible. Pack up your stuff right now, including all your sound people and your craft service people or whatever you got going on here, pack them up or we'll call law enforcement and you'll be taken out of here, all right? It handcuffs and no ghost is going to help you get out of that. Okay. All right. Okay, we'll go. Oh, we'll go. I'm sorry, everybody. There is another plane of existence. There are spirits out there and we do believe they're in the park but I cannot afford to get arrested for trespassing again. So we're going to go, and we'll hopefully see you soon. Maybe. Bye. This is uh, Zeke Ghost. This is Ghost Seekers. Bye. There you go. Just you keep walking. Bye now. Bye now. <laughs> did you guys hear something? I, well, did you hear that? I heard something weird. Where'd that park ranger go? A park ranger's gone. All right, yeah, I'll get in the car. All right. Sadaka, Calendar Girl right here, Hall of Fame Music Radio. If you was to do that song today, it'd have to be Google Calendar Girl, right? Is that is that is that a bad joke? That's yeah, a bad joke. I, I, I don't apologize for it. I, I stand by it. Hey, we got a request coming in from John Mariano listening out in New York live. That's right, New York listening live via our website at HOFMRadio.com. And he's got a request coming in here to the Hall of Fame line at HOFMRadio at gmail.com. He says, Cat, it, it's it's Halloween. I got two uh, great young daughters. They're getting ready for a, a, a lockdown pandemic Halloween, and I've got an important choice to make. Which of the best candies of all time do I give them? Candy corn or candy corn? Tough choices. This one's for you, John. You'll make the right decision. Loving spoonful. Did you ever have to make up your mind? Right here. Hall of Fame Music Radio. 107.5 FM. Did you ever have to make up your mind? Hey there, everybody. My name is John Mariano, and I'm from the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. 
I am here to let you know that we have a plethora of shows on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. And whatever you do, do not tune in. You don't want to hear from Corey Morissette, Jeff Hillbilly, Scripps Saunders, Mark Aiden Clyer, Thomas Rustling, or myself. All of our shows are hot garbage. They are structured stupidity, and they are not worth your listen. So whatever you do, do not tune in to the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. We do not want any new fans at all. Back to you. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Kojak. I create music that can be found both on YouTube and SoundCloud, and now I'm a recent streamer on Twitch. So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under KOJQ. And for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO underscore JQ. Everyone, please be safe and thank you. Stadium filling sounds of hearts alone. Right here, Hall of Fame Music Radio 107.5 FM. We have a dedication here right now. This is from me, actually, to my friend Thomas Risling. He and his wife Emma listen out in Vancouver via the website at hofmradio.com. And like a lot of us, they've had a tough year, but it's going to get better. I believe that. And here to remind you of that is my good, close, personal friend, Ringo Starr. It don't come easy, friends. This one's for you, Thomas, here at Hall of Fame Music Radio, 107.5 FM and 1620 AM. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsack. He has never been trick-or-treating in his entire life due to safety concerns his parents had about the entire decade of the 1980s. But ironically, he once found a razor blade in his apple in 2007. And now, on with the show. Hey friends, we want to take a moment here at Saturday Night Napsack to pay our respects to one of the actors that many of us grew up loving and viewed as a movie star in the highest order, truly a designation from another era. Sean Connery passed away this week at the age of 90. He was the definition of a legend. Whether it was as the first James Bond, Indiana Jones' father, or in that one movie where Catherine Zeta-Jones made love to the security laser beams, Connery rose above them all to be a movie star that we are destined to remember forever. And Connery was a classic man's man back when that didn't mean bullying people and misunderstanding Star Wars movies. But I would contend that part of Connery's appeal was that beneath that rugged but debonair aura was a certain comforting warmth. He was tough, sleek, and larger than life, yeah, but he was strong enough to fill like a pillar of support or a port in the storm you needed. He let you into his world. On the phone now is someone that knew him personally. He's one of our regular contributors here at Saturday Night Napsack. Please welcome former Hollywood producer and executive Dutch Allen. Dutch, thanks for being here. I mean, you know, on the phone, not in person. Yes, absolutely. I, I, uh, happy to be here. Uh, sorry I couldn't be there. Apparently that was uh, important to you. But, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to take the moment to call in here because uh, Connery was uh, was one of my favorites. We, we hadn't talked a while there, to be, be clear. But Sean Connery and Dutch Allen got along. You know what I mean? Uh, we absolutely got along there. That's so great you two got along. That's so great. Uh, it's it's uh, definitely, you know, me and Petey don't really get along. 
Uh, but uh, I, I respect that you do there. Uh, Dutch, uh, to, to my thought of, of Sean being someone who projected warmth just as much as some bygone era's version of strength. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I was, uh, I was surprised you actually said that there, Kenny. Uh, you, you actually, you're you not very an insightful person, you know what I mean? No caring. But uh, Sean was. Sean was both... Uh, Connery was uh, insightful and caring and exactly what he said. He was warm. Uh, and we got to, uh, you know... I worked with him on a few pictures there, but the, the one, the story that comes to mind, uh, if I may tell it. Sure. Do you mind keeping it under 22 minutes? <laughs> right, yes, I... I will. I see what you did there. Yes, I'll, I'll be quick about it. All right, cool. I'll mute my mic. All right. Oh, that's you're right. I'm muting my mic. When you when you hear that sound go, that means you go Dutch, right? I know you don't really work the mics when you're here. You just smoke all over my board. Okay, I didn't know it was going to be this kind of party. If I if I knew it was going to be this kind of party, I would have stuck your dick in the mashed potatoes and left. All right, but I'll tell the story here, and I'll be quick about it. I've done that at a party, and then people like it. Oh, you think that you think that's Special. I was once at a party with Sean Connery in 67. I mean, this is Bond-era Connery, right? This is people love him there. I People came up to him and gave him bowls of mashed – their own bowls of mashed potatoes and said, please, put it in here. So don't you think you're special? Connery did it tenfold. This is – now it's just bizarre. Just tell the, tell the damn story, Dutch. Sean Connery had some warmth to him. I, I see. I loved I loved First Night. I'm disappointed you worked on it, but I loved it. It is a good picture. First Night's a good picture there. Jerry Goldsmith did the score. And it was a Jerry Zucker film of the Zucker Brothers there, which is to go from uh, like Airplane and Police Squad to First Night. is uh, in, uh, And Ghost, too, by the way, uh, which was uh, great there. Uh, Swayze and I one time were at a uh, dance competition. There. This is what this D- Dutch Dutch. This is what I'm talking about here. Just 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 tell the story about Connery, Patrick Swayze. Demi Moore, any other stories you want to talk about? Jessica Tandy, uh, you know, Wilford Brimley, another time. Connery, Sean Connery. Tell me the story. All right, Petey says nice things about you. I say you're a prick, but anyways, we'll continue the story. Yeah, uh, so I was working on First Night with uh, with Connery uh, on that picture. We hadn't cast our Guinevere yet, and this is a story that's about uh, King Arthur. We had Richard Gere. We liked Richard Gere coming in. Uh, you know, he was um, a pretty woman, uh, officer and a gentleman. Later on, does uh, the Mothman Prophecies, which is an underrated picture. Uh, but, you know, we do First Night, and Connery was, was concerned because we were looking for the perfect Guinevere, and uh, we we were going to cast Julia Ormond. I loved Julia Ormond. I thought she was spectacular. She also, uh, around this era, I think same year, comes out in Sabrina with Harrison Ford, which, which was, uh, I think, better than the remake, or at least the poster looked better. Uh, I didn't see the picture, but I saw enough of Julia Ormond. But she was 35 years younger. Than Connery, and this was a different. And he said, "I don't know if that's right. I don't know if it's right, and I'm concerned about her. What does that make her, Julia Ormond, uh, look like on screen? Is it too silly? Is she gonna? There's no way uh, we're gonna have chemistry." Uh, and and he was just concerned about her. And I think I think a lot of a lot of uh, Hollywood superstars would absolutely not have been concerned about. It. They would have been 35 years my junior. She's uh, she's too old, you know. But Connery was not like that. I had I had Dutch I had the first night and Sabrina movie posters in my room in 1995. That literally had nothing to do with my story. I don't I don't care. I mean I like that you like the pictures and it's weird that you had both of them up in your room. Uh, what were you 39 back then? That's that's a weird thing to put up in your room. But I like movies. You may be a cinephile. I I, I you know I get it. The good pictures. 
You could just say I had a bit of a Julio Ramon thing going. All right. That's fair, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. I mean, so did I, I guess. That's why we were going to cast her in the picture. And, and talented performer, uh, first of all, more than anything else, you sicko. Uh, so, yeah. No, but we were going to... But, but uh, you know, Connery was just... That's the kind of performer he was. He was concerned about the other people in the set. Uh, he thought of them first, him second. And he was James Bond, for God's sake. Uh, so uh, that's one of the stories... I loved about him there. And there was one night when we were shooting the first night, uh, which was uh, shot. We, you know, he's uh, he's, uh, you know, I know he ended up moving to the uh, uh, to the Bahamas there. But this was uh, done in North Wales. This was out in uh, Buckinghamshire, Hertfordshire is where we shot a lot of this picture there. And he just knew it. He just knew the area. Uh, you know, he's a, he's, he's a Scot, but he knew, knew his way around. This is uh, this is his land, he would say. I'm the king of this land. Let me uh, let me get it to you. Uh, let me take you around. And we would go to a pub. We would close down the pubs there. Rich Gear wanted nothing about it there. But Ormond would come by. She'd do a couple drinks uh, and then go to bed like a responsible actor there. But we closed down the place. Connery and I would be there till 6 in the morning. Uh, they'd keep it open for us there. I Quite frankly, I don't know if there's any rules in uh, North Wales and all those other areas, but... Uh, Hertfordshire, there were some rules, but, uh, you know, we, we kept, we were there because, and, and it wasn't, Connery didn't say, I'm Sean Connery, let's keep the pubs open, right? Here's the money. He just, he was there and he made everyone feel like it was a good time. And so then the, the owners of the place, the bartenders would be like, you know what? Stay open. Uh, we'll stick with you because we like what you, uh, bring into the vibe here. And it was, it was just special to witness. Great, great. That uh, that's a that's a wonderful story, Dutch. Um, let's get uh, let's wrap this up, okay, Dutch. Uh, any any final thoughts on uh, Sean Connery? Did you like him in Indiana Jones? It seems like you wouldn't like Indiana Jones because you don't seem too fun. Fun? You don't think I'm fun? You don't think I like Harrison Ford? You know, I, Harrison Ford and I. Uh, back in '80, uh, uh, we he, me, him, and Karen Allen uh, ended up closing down a, a, a club in Morocco uh, where we were drinking. Uh, so we got so drunk that by the end of it, we were sober. So let me tell you about that, okay? Uh, I don't like Indiana. Who are you? Who are you? All right, there you go. What a touching tribute to Sean Connery from Dutch Allen, Hollywood producer. Uh, you are probably familiar with a lot of Dutch's work if you've accidentally let a Netflix movie just play on until the next thing. That's probably what you, how you ended up stumbling onto a Dutch Allen picture. So I don't like you at all. I dude, I'm not done talking about Sean. Petey, are you there? Petey, are you there? Petey, are you there? I, I am Dutch, but it's, uh, it's pretty useless. I, he's got me locked in this studio. I can't, I can't do anything. Didn't he already get in trouble for holding you hostage? And there we go. Thank you for that touching tribute to Sean Connery, Dutch Allen. We won't do it again anytime soon. Bye-bye. I, I, I'm still here. Let's talk some more. You, let's, why don't you and I step outside, Napsock? Okay, old man. All right. Saturday night, Napsock rolls on. I'm Nolan Guthrie from Mysteries and the Unexplained with a special Saturday Night Napsa trick or treating guide for this unique 2020 Halloween.
Hello my friends, welcome to this Mysteries in the Unexplained mini-sode, a special Halloween treat here for you SNN listeners. Though it is recommended that you don't leave your house to trick or treat this year, it is assumed that more than 65% of the population will ignore those rules and hit the streets in a mad dash for candy received off the threat of trick. Here now are some tips. Number one, it would be wise if you saved at least 10% of your candy take in reserve in case of a civil war breaking out in the days following the national general election. If you do find, additionally, if you do find any razor blades in your apples, separate them from the fruit meat and hold them as weapons for use in the uprising. In a pinch, know that candy corn can be used as a weapon as well. I believe if you mash it together, it's an explosive. Uh, number two, uh, if you take a treat bag gifted to you by a Bigfoot, please feel free to accept it. But remember that this is a form of gifting from the Sasquatch and you will be expected to return the favor with your own gift or perhaps sacrifice by dawn on the following day. Do not tempt fate. A trick from a Bigfoot would not be worth the treat. Number three, do not taunt pagan gods. Number four, if you do come across a neighborhood youth dressed in a simple costume, but they seem to be overly obsessed with Reese's Pieces and likes riding in the front basket of a bike, you have discovered an alien, most likely a scout for the Greys, preparing for an invasion of our Earth. So please alert the local authorities and back away slowly. Remember, his power is in his fingertips. And number five, finally, though it is not scientifically confirmed and I myself have my doubts, we recommend you only trick and treat around the immediate area of your house or bunker, lest you fall off the end of this flat earth. There you have it. Some special tips for a very special Halloween season from your friend, Nolan Guthrie, and the crew at Mysteries in the Unexplained and Saturday Night Nepsok. We'll see you at Thanksgiving. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Uh yeah, hi. Hello. Uh please do not put me on hold. I am important. Uh okay, sir. We do not put people on hold here on nine one one. Uh go ahead with your emergency, sir. No, no, you did the last time I called. You, I think it was even you. Do you remember that? I called and you put me on hold. I, I don't, I don't recall that, sir. I don't, I don't recall that. We don't put people on hold here. Nine one one, sir. What, what is your emergency? Oh, you know what? You're right. That was an AOL instant messenger help, uh, helpline. You're, you're right. My apologies. Uh, apology accepted, sir. Uh, do you have an emergency to report to nine one one right now? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I called. Yes, I do. I have an emergency. There are uh, something is being stolen from me right now. Okay, sir. What what is uh, what is being stolen? Are the are the uh, suspects there right now? They are. There's four of them. I'm looking at them right now. There's four suspects. I like that term. That is that is a that is a good term. Suspects. Okay, but sir, what are what are they doing right now? Suspects. Suspects. I like that. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, they're stealing from me uh, right now. Uh, I got that, sir. What what are they stealing right now? So I'm I'm sending. I'm going to send some units over. Uh, I'm going to roll some units. I need to know what they're doing though. Ooh, roll some units. That now we're getting into the real good terms and phrases. Suspects and rolling you. Oh, the, uh, the yeah, they're stealing candy from me. They they are uh, they're stealing 
Did you say candy, sir? Yes, candy. C-A-N-D-I. Candy. They're stealing it right now by the handfuls. Candy. Candy, yes. What are you, you hard of hearing? Yes. Hey, put down my candy. Do I, what do I do? Do I yell at them until the, uh, the units are rolled? How does that work? No, please, sir, sir, please do not, do not confront the suspects. Um, uh, therefore, uh, they're stealing candy. How, what are they, what are they, what's the approximate age, uh, uh, build? What, what are we looking for? I don't know. They're like, they're all like, they're all about three foot eight. Uh, one's, well, one's five foot six. He's got a mustache. You can't miss him, but he's wearing a Casper, the friendly ghost, uh, sheet. I think it was racist, but he denies it. Okay, sir. So three of the suspects are approximately three foot uh, eight inches tall. The other one five six. You said approximately. Are they? Uh, are they? Are they best described as uh, little little people, sir? Little people? What do you mean? No. Oh, like a bunch of Tyrians? No, 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 no. These are these are children. These are kids. I don't I don't know if that was appropriate, sir. I don't know if you needed to say that. Uh, they're kids. They're kids stealing candy, sir. Is that correct? That's it. Yep. They're still in the candy. One of them just grabbed a Snickers and he ate it right in front of me. Little bastard. I see you eating that Snickers. Oh, I'm not supposed to confront him, right? No, sir. Please definitely do not. Do not do that, sir. Uh, sir, are you are you aware that it's Halloween? Yes, I'm aware that it's Halloween. I am a celebrity. We are aware of things. That's why we tweet our opinions. Jeepers, creepers. Man, yes, it's Halloween. What of it? Sir, is the candy in a bowl outside of your house? I'm not at my house. I'm at a studio. And yes, apparently, I didn't think we had candy, but my dumb producer, Petey, looking at you, Petey, put a bowl of candy outside. That's my candy, and he put it outside. Okay, sir, I think we're getting somewhere. Would it, would it be fair to assume that this uh, these kids... Uh... Suspects, not kids. Suspects. You said suspects earlier. What What, what changed your mind? Well, sir, uh, it's it's Halloween. Has it maybe uh, crossed your mind that these kids are taking candy from that bowl of candy because they think they have a right to on this very long-standing national holiday, sir? It is not their candy. I made that very clear when they came by the studio earlier and bothered me. I got I got verbal confirmation from all of them to scram. They, that this is they're breaking the law, sir. Uh, okay, but it it is Halloween. I don't care if it's Halloween. I don't care if it's Halloween. No, 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 no. I I did not want to give them this candy. This is not theirs to take. I am being robbed of my candy. Well, sir, that that would uh, this would just be a, a theft, sir. Robbery is uh, loss of property through fear of force. A lot of people misunderstand that, and uh, they just use the term robbery to describe something that's not actually happening. Look, Matlock, I don't care about your legalese. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that three of my crunch bars are now in some 13-year-old degenerate mouth. I understand, sir, but this is not an emergency. I'm going to have to let you go uh, because there's probably people who are having actual emergencies on Halloween. It's actually kind of a dangerous holiday, so I'm going to let you go, sir. Outrageous. Outrageous. My taxes pay for your salary, sir. Okay? How dare you? I understand you're probably a taxpayer, sir, but that does not directly pay for my salary. And I, regardless, even if you handed me a check at the end of every week, this is not an emergency and I have to let you go, sir. Okay? Well, let me ask you this. What's the monetary value on crackles? All right? Because that's what I'm going to sue you for. 
What's the monetary value on 42 crackles? Because that is what I'm going <sighs> to... I cannot wait till they cancel this podcast. And now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to eat your kid's Halloween candy. Number three. Enact a parental tax of two pieces of candy for every one minute of fun these freeloaders have. Number two. Dump all of the candy on a table and tell your kids, touch this and I'm only paying for community college. Number one. And the best way to eat your kids' Halloween candy, convince them candy is a sin. Clink, clink. And that's the list. And here is another weekly commentary from Mort Rooney. Have you ever thought that we humans really love digging in our heels on the silliest things? And maybe this is why we never get to experience all of our collective dreams coming true. Like the cancellation of Daylight Savings or a second season of Freaks and Geeks. I liked that show. I know you probably hear me and think my favorite television show of all time was the McNeil Lair Report on PBS. Well, that was a close second behind Happy Days. But I like Freaks and Geeks as well. It reminded me of my lonely youth, except it wasn't in 1980 suburbia. Mine was on a farm in Eugene, Oregon, where the milk came from cows and the backaches came from hard work and suppressing your trauma. But one season in Freaks and Geeks was canceled, and this was back in the day when if a TV show was canceled, it had no hopes of popping up on another app-based TV network that will eventually fade away as well. And I remembered on that day, it had nothing to do with the show, the future stars that made up the cast, one of whom who would go on to win a championship for competitive movie trivia, if you can believe that nonsense, and it certainly had nothing to do with the man who created it. It probably had everything to do with godly karma, because we as a people love to take exhaustively hard stances on things we we should just accept for the sake of mankind. I remember one quirky gentleman in an ill-fitting suit showing up on the national scene to suggest that all cars should have a strap in them that you can use to buckle yourself in for safety. But no, many, many, and I do mean many people, fought against the idea of a seatbelt. You're not going to make me strap myself in my own car, they'd say, thinking they were on the same level of Patrick Henry bellowing out, give me liberty or give me death at St. John's Church in Richmond, Virginia. These people would actively fight against the idea of succumbing to the oppression of the seatbelt, while at the same time the people they cared about were being launched through the front windshield of their Buicks like a speeding bullet trying in vain to catch up to Superman. It was baffling. I'm no hero like Superman or even Mighty Mouse, but I remember strapping on a seatbelt for the first time and thinking, well, it's certainly messing up the creases in my polyester pants, but at least my chances of dying have decreased. That seemed like a fair trade. And it's those things that make the universe say, you know what, humans, you don't get the things you want, like Justin and Brittany working it out or an edit button on Twitter. And by the way, I think many of you all owe an apology to Brittany. If you were forced onto a stage at an early age and told to dance and sing until everyone around you was worked up into a bubbling sexual lather, you too might one day shave your head and start whacking cars with an umbrella. And if aliens are real, I hope they come down to Earth and take Brittany with them so she can finally get some peace and quiet. 
And so, like seatbelts before it, the cycle is repeating with Halloween, which is just an offshoot of people feeling that tempering their social activities and wearing a mask while doing it is akin to being thrown into a Turkish prison after a failed revolution or being forced to accept a picture of the queen on your money without full representation. They're canceling Halloween. What? How will I ever survive? The Founding Fathers warned us about this. Where's my tricorder hat and a musket? I understand Halloween is fun. Believe it or not, I too used to be a rambunctious youth traversing the sidewalks of my community asking for sweet treats from an adult male I only kind of remember seeing at a five-and-dime store in town. It was a good time. One year I dressed up as Dwight D. Eisenhower and had a great fun night until one of my neighbors started yelling at me that Senator Robert Taft was right to oppose NATO and that I shouldn't have won the election in 52. I didn't get any candy from him. I'm sorry your children won't get to experience a fully functional, robust Halloween this year. I'm sorry that you won't get to dress up as a sexy doctor and make some mistakes at the company party that you regret by morning. I'm sorry you have to stay indoors, wear a mask, and generally act like other people in the world matter more than you having to explain the state of the world to your kids, or actually, more importantly, yourselves. And by the way, I'm not judging anyone for turning their Halloween costume into a sexy one. I understand it. One year, my wife dressed up as a slutty Geraldine Ferraro, and we had one more kid long after we thought the pipes weren't working in my shower. If we had all battened down the hatches earlier, maybe we could have avoided this. Yet here we are. And at this rate, we'll be spending Christmas in a fallout shelter. Unbelievable. Now think about that. That was Mort Rooney. More later. All right, my friends, that is the show, the 35th edition of Saturday Night Navsock. As always, I want to thank my executive producer supporters on Patreon, Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, Matt Thompson, Nathan Ovendale, Ty Schellenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Bergeron, Sean Arnold, a.k.a. Old Handsaw, Zach Taylor, Ranger Donald and Fair Smooth Donna. Thank you for your support and thank you to anyone and everyone and all that uh, support me on Patreon. Special thanks to Patreon supporter Matt Thompson for this week's pre-roll and Corey Morissette of the Feeding the Monster podcast for the Morning Drive Media Station identification. Saturday Night Napsuck is now on Jemmy. Want to support the show but not via Patreon? Just head over to jemmy.app slash Saturday Night Napsuck. That's J-E-M-I dot app at Saturday Night Napsuck. Big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for his help with the radio clips. Check out Sean's Public shop at tpublic.com slash user slash tshawn. And listen to me on Hall of Fame Music Radio in Newcastle and Huntington, Pennsylvania, and anywhere throughout the world via their website at hofmradio.com every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Mysteries and the Unexplained Music provided by Kojak. Visit catnapsock.com for more information and follow me on Twitter at catnapsock or at mdrivemedia. And as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Napsock. Happy Halloween, friends. We'll see you next week. Petey, you, you ate my Crunch Bar. I, you ate my Nestle Crunch Bar. It was right there. Oh, I ate it. God, I did. Sorry. Sorry.